Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. resource in existence only the only those who can conquer their own their own fear will survive fear is the mind killer Jimmy. fear is the mind killer uh so uh i read the book i watched I, the films i wa- okay so i finished the book up to where the first movie ends oh so you didn't finish the whole book no but i saw the end of the i saw the end of the David Lynch one does it end differently? It it does okay. kind of it's sort of kind of yeah okay well I got some okay so the book okay dude so you is... so you don't uh, even know uh, like uh, the greatness of the ending you just fucking half asses how dare you not finish the book how dare Danny DeVito the new do not finish his movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure well first off the, so the new movie um I missed it where it said part one but you could barely see it. Because, like, the way that they show, like, the I planet, it says part one. And no, like really it, it thin says part one. No, barely, though. It says part barely. one. Barely. Um, I was hoping to see more Johnny, like, and, like, their so, development with Paul. I will I will say this about the David Lynch movie, that it does the same thing that the Ready Player One movie does. I don't know what you're referring to. I will tell you. all this film. Go ahead. Uh, the David Lynch movie is a good David Lynch movie. It is not a great adaptation of Dune. Yeah, yeah. Ready Player One is a great Steven Spielberg movie. It is okay, not a great adaptation of Ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like this one, like, I don't know. Like it was just uh, going off the new movie. I really like like the little subtle things that you see, like going back and forth. Like you know, like the well, the, the when they have the, the, the book I got when the Baron is like has his, like his Spencers or like are kind of like him floating around or whatever. Uh-huh. Um. It's cool because like you just see it that way because they only refer to it twice in the books and like once in this one and or the first book Dune mm-hmm. and then once like I think in the later chapter or later book like three or four. Is that, does Harkonnen come back? It, it's just the, the actual the, the things that make him fly fly around and stuff. But okay. what's cool is like when you see the um, the Harkonnen soldiers come down, they're using the suspensors to like fall down to the ground like without making noise. So it's cool to see like. That technology is used like 
throughout rather than just like only he has it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also like there's a part of the book that like when it comes to the the Chris knife, like you know, you, if you draw a knife, you have to like cut it. You have to cut yourself because it can't go back unsheathed without blood. And so like the well, the Furman when they were talking about it, like it was great. But when Jessica, Lady Jessica, was like in the the housing like palace or whatever and her servant pulls out the blade and she cuts it back in I'm like this bitch how dare she but like that was like a little flaw to it but like there's like little like if you know the books there's a lot of like nice little like hints that they show you but they don't tell you that's what my dad said my dad says like yeah I'm, I'm like if you don't read the I was like watching the original one because my dad a couple people beat, beat me to the the new one okay so I was like, oh, yeah, if you hadn't read the book, you wouldn't get a lot of stuff. And my dad's like, yeah, kind of the same thing with this movie, the new one, too. Like, there's some oh, okay. things that they infer that you wouldn't pick up from the book. Yeah, like the Mentats, like, you don't, you don't, well, they don't talk about it, but you see them, like, calculate really quickly. Because, like, the, like, well, you, you know, or is it, I don't remember where, do they even bring it up in the book? Where, like, all computers, all thinking computers are, like, banned after, like, the, the jihad that they had. <laughs> but there was like there was a jihad banning all like thinking yeah. machines so like that's why everything's very um, like all primitive yeah because the thing is like you're not supposed to have like these thinking machines ended up getting sentience and then Term- just fucking turning on Terminator. everybody terminal yeah just Skynet and they just fucking Skynet sent, and they're like okay we're done with that shit so they um bred humans to be uh, at the same time with the Bene Gesserit, like they're like the more like witchy ones, which are more like the Jedi's. There's a lot to un- there's a lot to unpack in all yeah. of this. Like in that first like like first like third of that book, there was so much to unpack. So, you know, how the Jedi's were called the Jedi Bendus, and I'm just like, is this all you did, George? You just flipped them? Yeah, right. And then I'm just like, okay, so this is supposed to be the Dune, the Tatooine, but like, it was very much like. The other thing I picked well, up... Well, the first script on Star Wars was supposed to be Mining for Spice. Like, that's... Oh, was it really? Yeah, it was literally, like... Well, that's, what, that, what, that, that's what the Kessel Run was about, though. Wasn't it about spice mines and yeah. shit? They even yeah. show it in the, the Han Solo movie. Yeah. But, um, the other one... The other thing was that was, like, oh, this is clearly about... There's references to, like, the Crusades and shit in this, too. Yeah. Like, that I'm like, oh, holy Crusades. Like, there's a lot yeah. of Crusades, and clearly... Um, so are the Harkonnens like the Eastern, like your Middle Eastern religions, and then Atreides is like the is like your your you know your um like your Westerns like your Catholics and shit. Uh, no, I, I that's think how the Freeman are the uh, Freeman are more like the Eastern religions because obviously like there's a lot of heavy like Eastern yeah, vibes with like everything. That's oh like, yeah, I guess so. When you call the fucking worm Shahulud, Shahulud, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would that would be. Um, so then, then who, like, would, who are the Harkonnens? Are the who, then are the Harkonnens supposed to be like pagans then? Um, I, I would. Would you think they're like pagans? I guess so, like of the Western belief of paganisms. Yeah, yeah. probably. Or like and your then, um, uh, the treaties were the Christians, like your Catholics. Okay, yeah. Um, but like in the book too, there's um, not Duncan Idaho, the other guy, Gurney. He has oh. Uh, which, the by book. the way, did not know that that Patrick Stewart was in the fucking... Oh, yeah, he was Gurney? The, yeah, yeah, David Lynch one. I'm like, oh, hey! Yeah. Fucking Patrick Stewart's in this! But um, in the books, Gurney carries his orange Catholic Bible. and then like, But that's like an amalgamation of all of Earth's like religions, or all religions kind of made into one. 
and like kind of built into his character more of who he is and like why he does certain things that he does. You don't know that because they don't say it, but you see him pull it out and he, he reads of it like when they're landing and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I mean, there's just all these tiny little things that they just can't just like. Yeah, no, there's like little hints that that's why I'm like, oh, well, this is clearly this. Yeah, but like it's um, but it, overall, like if the Harkonnen Harkonnen it comes from a. I think it's like a Finnish word, which means ox, which is basically just giving you like what's gonna happen with the Atreides, because the um, what Leto, his uh, father was obviously gored to death by a bull. Yeah. And so like you know now you got the Harkonnen, which are the oxes, and they're gonna kill the Atreides. So so basically what happens with the whole thing, and then like what you don't get too much too is that uh, Yui. He's like the doctor of like the the, the Dean Stockwell character. Yeah. From Rest in peace. By and the then. Way. But Real, like, uh, side note, were you sad about Dean Stockwell this week? No, did he die? Oh, dude, Dean Stockwell died. No shit. Yeah, what's his face from? What's his face from? When did he die? Like Wednesday or Thursday? No shit. Last couple days. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. I'm pulling it up now. But um, like when when he ends up uh, portraying the thing, like the, there's a whole thing about the spy. The traders know the spy amongst themselves, and they're trying to figure it out. And then Duncan Idaho thinks it's Lady Jessica, and he gets drunk. He's like, fuck you, I know you're fucking doing this. And then, like, but even Lady Jessica's like, I could tell if someone's lying. And then, like, we'll call fucking you in here and see if he's fucking the spy, too. Which would have solved everything, but they didn't. But like, Yeah. It was one of those where it's, like, it's them pulling out that storyline or kind of hiding it a bit was okay to get... Cause it's so much to fit in a fucking movie. That's why I'm like, 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 and I and I get why he does too. But he ends he ends the new movie in a weird place. Because well, it's the the, 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 the part should... one is literally the death of Paul Atreides. That... You just see him of who he was, who he thinks he is, and his end of who Paul Atreides is, and he's no longer Paul Atreides. Halfway through the book, he becomes Muad'Dib, which is the little mouse, the desert mouse that he sees in the movie. Yeah. That's because like. The way that the Benny Gesserit, like the like the witches, like the Jedi's of like no, I, 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 that's what I got that they were the, they were the Jedi. Yeah, and so like they went to other planets for thousands of years trying to genetically make this perfect being, and so like, but they they played the long game, so they went to all these different planets, planted all these like ideas and prophecies that they knew they were would achieve eventually. So if they needed power, they could go to these planets, convince them that they're the Messiah. And then use their help to conquer the, the universe, and so like that's why like Paul's like hit, hitting all these like markers for them, and like why the Fremen think like oh shit he is the one, yeah. And then like later on, uh, the Fremen are gonna ask him like you know like well, you have to pick your name your name for yourself like pick a because Paul Atreides is you can no longer be the Atreides like you have to be you're part of the Fremen so you have to pick a name, so he picks a spot on the moon and goes I want to be named after whatever that spot is. And then they refer to them, oh, it's, we call it the Desert Mouse, and that's Muad'Dib. But later on, they use his name to teach, like, yeah. the chant for death. And then, like, the thing is, like, in the movie, you see Paul starts to see these, like, visions every time he's around the spice of possible futures. Yeah. And then, so he's seeing all these futures, but he hasn't gotten control of it because, like, later on, he becomes, like, the point where, like, he sees all. And, like, he knows the golden path for everything. But at the same time, even though every decision that he makes, everything, the path that he chooses is the lesser of all the evils. But, unfortunately, there's a 
fuck ton of deaths that happen because of him. Because like in this story for Dune, he's like the hero, but in Dune Messiah, he is not the hero. No, he's exactly. he's he's destroyed so much, and like there's not much he could do. But that's the next book. That's the next book. Well, and he you're saying that he wants to make three movies. He wants to make Dune, Dune Messiah, Dune Part One, Dune Part Two, and then Dune Messiah. So you get the whole Paulo Trades arc. Fuck yeah. Because the, the, the way, like... the So is that the second book? That's the second book. So, okay. How many books did you read? Uh, did you read all the original Frank Herbert ones? I read all of those. I read some of the his son. His son and Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, and they were okay. It was cool because they, they take the... I think they just... Like, he probably had notes. I mean... they had, He had tons of notes for ideas, and like they, they kind of went their own way. Kevin J. Anderson and is kind of... At the time, he was like the big sci-fi guy. Yeah, and like honestly, when you read this, the, the book, like it's... It basically people say Star Wars is like the creation of all like you know cool sci-fi, well, but this is really like the well, marker the, for all this. It's like, it's it's like the it's like the Iggy and the Stooges of fucking sci-fi, because Iggy and the Stooges are great, but it's not. It, it's kind of punk rock. Yeah. But it's more rock and roll. Yeah. Like this is it's the Iggy and the Stooges of sci-fi. Star Wars. Okay, the, I I was not a huge fan. Like I probably won't do anything Dune related after this. Okay. Not for me. Because Star Wars is fucking fun. Will you at least fun. finish the Dune movie? No, I'll finish the movie. I watched half a movie. I'm going to finish the other half of the movie. And yeah. if they make a third one, I'll, if he makes that third one like he wants to do, yeah. like, I'll probably give that a watch too. But, like, Star Wars is fun. Yeah, it's light, it's fun. It's light, yeah. it's fun, and that's what I, and, and that's what I want. I, you know, the whole I, trilogy, not like the the bullshit politics of the prequels. Yeah, and that's what I don't like about this. This is just bullshit politics. And that's why I, I think it's <sighs> okay. And that's why I don't think I like Star Trek as much either, because it's just like proper and and, I, and they do. Oh, okay. And I think this is why I'm not big on Dune. I'm not big on Star Trek. I think it's why I'm not huge on like fantasy stories either, yeah. because they're too proper. Like they're not. There's no fun. You know what I mean? Princess Bride, for all intents and purposes, is a fucking fantasy story. Yeah. I love Princess Bride. I like reading. You know, adaptations of Sword in the Stone and King Arthur shit I've seen, I've mostly liked. Yeah. Um, so I think when it, when it, I think the whole, it, when it takes itself too seriously is what it bothers me. So what I like about Dune more than Star Wars is that, like, it gives you reason for why things are, they are in Star Wars. Because, like, you have, like, these Jedi Knights with these lightsabers, and, like, but the thing is, like, they even say, like, these are so, like, antiquated like, some, can, can, can I can I ask it's an elegant weapon before you can I ask you a question go ahead um why do people turn into Dire Straits videos before they fight in the David Lynch movie okay. <laughs> oh yeah uh, so th- but that's what I love about Dune though it's cause like the shields the body shields that they have like it's one of those they where turn it's you like into Straits <laughs> but no it's like it's one of those where it's like thinking machines are they're nowhere so like you get like a real sense of like that's what I think why I like older books because it's more people interacting with people and like situations mm, it depends that, on what you're, you're reading though because I read a lot of I read a lot of like detective novels that aren't just people when you when you read books that talk about oh, I want to write an email or I'm going to go on the internet I feel like it just kind of takes away from like I don't read a lot of books that do that though oh okay I, I, I read a few books where like it's like or they're like quick with the writing an email to let somebody else know and it's like I feel like that's a cheap way to like get a story like you know what I mean to move things across um yeah but you also have to move with the times though 
Yeah, I get it, but it, to me, it's just, it feels like kind of off. But like when you read like you know, like Hemingway, like it's very much characters interacting with characters. Couple questions. Uh, why does Prince Akeem's mansion in Coming to America, the second Coming to America, look like the palace in Dune? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But like, uh, but with this one, though, it's like when they fight, like it's one of those where it's like everyone has shields, and everyone like could technically you have enough technology to like prepare yourself. So if you get shot with a blaster or like a laser, you're fine. But with this one, they show you there is a need for like blades and there's a need for like swords. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those where it's like, and then like Paul, he's born you know like a prince or like whatever a son of a duke but like he's trained to be a mentat which is like a, just a thinking machine so that way he could just calculate things and just be of a sharper mind and he's got his mother's benedict training so like we got that going for him too so like he's like bringing these two concepts these two different worlds together as one like he becomes like the important person in this entire story but like taking that throwing it into the Fremen's world of just like where it's like nothing really matters you know what I mean like all that bullshit all your personal politics all that whatever go fuck itself like what really matters is just like who you are how you connect with your environment and the people around you and how like you all are just water for this bigger being which is like the worm you know what I mean but it's like that alone is like cool because it's like he's like foregoing all this bullshit to be like this better person but since he's like already engineered to be like the best of what he's gonna be like it's uh, it, it, it all just kind of whirls one but what's cool about David Lynch's Dune is that you can see the navigators which you like they talk about in the books where they say you can't see them because you'll risk like their standing their political standing with like the, the emperor uh, but like people go mad when they see like the navigators because they've like ingested so much spice that now they've evolved into this new form of like human where they now could like perceive time and so they can make these jumps between different like worlds and stuff like that but like in David Lynch's I love how like they're this giant fucking ugly fish body thing with like four hands and like just like when they wheel them in and you just see it it's just so David Lynch and just creepy you know what I mean? yeah um quick question yes um, what's up with the whole inner monologue thing throughout the David Lynch one? Do you like that? No. You know? But it's one of those where it's like, to me, I love that movie because I love the book. And it's one of those where it's like, this is the only reference, outside reference I get until the now, book I mean. until now. You know what I mean? And then like, well, that's why I'm loving all the memes. Like, it's did, so great to see all these Doom did memes. Did you, um, did you, you never, you know they made one in sci-fi a while back, right? Yeah, the Children of Dune. I've seen those. No, they did both. There's the Children of Dune, and they did original Dune also. Oh, I didn't see the original Dune. I see. I saw the Children of Dune. So is Children of Dune the second book, or and there's the no fourth book. So, so why did they skip like two books in between? Oh, I don't know. Because well, oh, I don't know. Well, because like when it comes to Paul, Paul's so Paul Trades Muad'Dib, he ends up like becoming like this like vision thing, and obviously he's a hero. In oh, this this book. this book, second one, he's the villain. Everyone hates him, but at the same time, it's like so, being worshipped. Then, like, he has a son with Chani, even though he's married to the um, emperor's daughter, Princess Orlon. And so, like, he's only married to her for political power, just to say that he's out of control. But like, he has Leto the second, 
and then but then that turns into a huge thing where he ends up becoming the god emperor and then Leto the second becomes the new like Muad'Dib or oh, the he, equivalent oh he becomes even big, bigger because like Paul says like he's already brought so much destruction to the universe but the golden path is the golden path there is no breaking of it and then he goes I need to step away like there's too much blood. Paul does or Leto Paul does so Paul steps away Leto's kind of like figuring out what's going on and then like so, that, so stuff so, happens, and he ends up melding himself okay. with the worm. We can spoiler alert this. Let's say spoiler alert, uh-huh. and you can talk to me about what happened. So Paul, uh, Leto the second so, ends up melding himself with the worm, and then he becomes a living worm himself. So it's, he's just this giant worm being with like, so okay, but okay, like bullshit so, arms and legs and his little wiener pumps, and his head. And he's like, let's pump some, I will fucking rule this world, and he lives for fucking like. Okay, so let's, let's pump some brakes. Let's go back a bit. And then Duncan Idaho comes back again. He goes, oh, I'm back. And they're like, Duncan, I fucking loved you. And they're like, bah, bah, bah. He dies again. And they're like, oh, that was so sad. And then like, okay, a couple chapters later, Duncan's back. Oh, I'm back again. He goes, oh my God, thank God. Bah, bah, bah. And they kill him again. And like He comes back over and over and over and over in these stories because they just take his DNA, genetically modify him. Sometimes they get stuck with the memories and sometimes they don't. But they use that to shove it in front of like um, Muad'Dib's to like get Paul to like fall, check, fall in line and they also do it for like um, Leto the second because of the okay so let's, let's there's a lot there's I know, a lot I know, I know, I know yeah. there's a lot in general yeah but let's have some breaks so okay so um, Paul Atreides wins Dune wins he wins Arrakis yeah he wins Arrakis he wins Dune yeah okay yes so he becomes the leader. He becomes the leader of like the galaxy. Is he like the new? He Empire? becomes the leader of Doom. Doom and the Fremen. And the Fremen. Okay. So, so the, thing, the, there, the thing is, like, the Harkonnens have enough spice on their own that they can keep the the universe going as is. But the thing is, like, with spice, it prolongs life. It gives like people abilities. But you, once you consume it, you cannot unconsume it. You cannot stop consuming it. You need it constantly. Yeah. Otherwise, it will kill you. So now, the entire galaxy is just dependent on like, so, what the fuck Paul's going to do. We should just... replace spies with cocaine. Yes. Okay. So, you got uh, so, okay, so... Al Pacino, which is Paul Atreides, just supplying the galaxy, we'll call Florida, with enough <laughs> spice. Because the spice is supposed to flow. We can tie it into another episode. <laughs> um, so, okay, so... Then, but so that's where that's where so, the because um, so okay, so he become he wins Dune, he becomes the ruler of Arrakis, he becomes a ruler of Arrakis. So, is he is he across the, the, the galaxy? Is no. he a piece of shit or just on Arrakis? Uh, everyone is killing under his name, so so they're okay, so so they're not, oh, so they go they go they don't go deep cuts, they go blatantly obvious, like. Oh hey, yeah. especially let's especially start talking about let's start getting into terrorist stuff. So especially when it gets into Leto the second when he becomes the God Emperor. Okay, so let's 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 stop a second. So what does he do that's so bad? He just people just start killing under everybody, 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 every death that happens after he takes over Arrakis weighs on Paul. He knows because he sees everybody's but, okay, but how is he? Okay, okay. So maybe I'm asking this question right. How does he become the bad guy? Because you see how angry he gets and how demanding he gets. Like, he knows 
this war needs to happen. I don't give a shit who's in it. These people must and will die, and he'll force them to like okay. do these things. So, do they play him off as the bad guy, or is that how you're interpreting it? He come. He is the bad guy when you read the story. So he he is the bad guy. Who's then? Who is the hero of the sec of the next book? You, you can tell me. I'm not. I'm um, stopping. I'm it's, not. it's been a while since because I only read Dune, but I read these. You told me you read the other ones. Yeah, like in junior high and high school, so it's like twenty plus years. Okay. Um. I guess like the. Is it the Fremen? No, is it no, no, no. Fremen. No, because they're all they're all part of. Paul's thing. It, I would guess it would be like the Empire, because they're trying to put things in check. That's why the Emperor Shadim ends up marrying his daughter to Paul to keep the peace, to keep the spice flow going. Because without it, everyone will soon die. And so I guess they would be the heroes ish. But like everything is so like backhanded too, because like there's all this like. Everyone's playing a game Ooh, that they need to play. Okay, so who do they center the story on? Paul still? Paul. Then Paul is the hero. Yeah, he's not, though. He's got to make the best... Wor- he's gotta he's, make he's the- trying to do the best he can. But the thing he's like, got to make the best, worst decision, right? Yeah, that's all and, he's doing. Okay. Paul Atreides, as much as you hate to say that, uh, is the hero of that book still. Barely. Does he die at, does he, does he die at the end of that book? Where does he die? Does he die in the series, or do you not see his death? Uh, he does die in the series, um, but it's later on. Because like, like, is it like the later books that, that pass? No, no, um, oh, uh, no, I think Frank. Frank Herbert kills off Paul? Yeah, because the thing is, like, um, Leto's there, and Leto has to, like, fight with his sister, and then, like, his, like, and then, like, you get, um, you don't see the birth of, um, let's say his sister, his sister, his, cause sister. his mom's pregnant. Yeah. So the thing too, it's like what you don't see. Oh, you saw it in the David Lynch one, David Lynch, where yeah. like she drinks yeah. the water and then like well the pure spice and it transforms. But she's a Bene Gesserit, so she's able to transmogify the the water yeah. and like she's able to survive. But the baby also gets transformed as well, and then that's why she's born already speaking and already knowing the like. knowledge of her mother and everything else. So like it's just this weird baby. Well, that was the the Sentinel. not her mother. It was like her like J- Benny Jesseret trainer. Right, but she knows her mother through the spice and all oh. her decisions and everything else. So like she's like now this like mini evolved like master Benny Jesseret witch, and then like, but Paul like also like sees like everyone's a vision and stuff, and like the which I really liked about the, with the new one is that Paul has a vision of like the guy that he ends up having to kill. Not uh, Sting. Uh, no, well, no, that's Sting. That's the David Lynch one. But like, um, with the with that guy that the Fremen were, he was like, oh, what's his name? Jai, Jai, Jody. He's the black guy that ends up like having them like, yeah. well, fuck it, I'll kill, or we'll fight right now. We'll name your champion. But like, in the book, they talk about how like, Johnny tells Paul, FYI, he's just as good with his left. Oh, the guy and, he goes in the, in the yeah, desert the front with the right at hand. the end of the book. Yeah, he goes. He's just as good as his left hand as his right hand. But in the movies they don't say that. They just kind of. She says something else like "good luck" or whatever. But like, when the vision he has of him, like it's it's dope because like he sees him like they become best friends and he teaches teaches him the way of the desert and then like, but then like he ends up having that vision and then knows how he's gonna die so he moves accordingly so he doesn't die, kills him, but then like. 
Paul still has all those memories of that moment to where he met him. That there's in his mind, he's best friends with him, and he taught him the ways of the desert. But that's why when he's dying, everyone's like running to him, and Paul grabs his hand to say goodbye to an old friend that he never had. And then like it's one of those where it's like it's a cool thing because like he's starting to experience all of time going through him because it, it it's a dope moment. I liked it a lot. But so you didn't like any of it. I mean, it's all right. It, it, you know what it is, though, is I I don't I don't need. I see what you mean because it's very it's very serious in like how it's, it's brought out to you. Yeah, it's very like, like there's no plus. It's, there's a lot of shit to pack into it. No, there, like, there we're is. talking about thousands of years of like where they are, how they are, technology, where but, it stands. But I mean, they kind of did that with Star Wars, and it's not that. It's not that. Yeah, not well, fun. I think with Star Wars is like George Lucas took like all the stuff that he liked. Fucking put it in a little bag, just shook it out, and like, yeah, this works. And then just kind of fine-tuned it to the point where, like, this is the story he wants to tell. But they don't really expand on the universe as much as Dune does. Because the Dune involves, like, everybody's everything and why people are moving different things. Because the Emperor's doesn't want the Atreides around. But he does this bullshit move to just kill them out so they can just move forward and just expand the territory because the Emperor has to make the Harkonnen super happy because the Emperor knows he's stockpiling the spice and they could, he could stop at any moment mm-hmm. so he figured he gives them all of the, the Arrakis' or the Atreides' bullshit that'll make them happy and keep the spice going you know what I mean so there's there's reasons behind every little bullshit in the, in the stories where Star Wars it's just like the you know the dark side and like the light side you know what I mean I like Dune. Fuck you. Um, I um, I always wanted a David Lynch Star Wars until I saw Dune. Because uh, he was supposed to, do, you know, he was. They asked him to do Return of the Jedi. I did know about that. I always wanted a, a David Lynch Return of the Jedi until I watched Dune. So I was super nervous when they announced Dune because they threw that Nirvana song on uh, one of their trailers like years ago. What song? Oh shit, I don't remember. But it was a Nirvana song. I'm like, why the fuck are they doing this? I'm like. The only one I know is that the, the Batman trailer used the Nirvana song. Hold on. They used something in the way. That was Batman, bro. Well, um, we do ask a question. Every every week. Yeah, so. Um, are we going to do for both movies? For both movies? Yeah, we can do for or both you movies. Pick, how about for any of the movies? Who's, who would you substitute? I'm going to throw it out there because I want this to be fun. I need a Corey Feldman, Paul Atreides. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. For sure. That has to be. That has to be. Nah, pa- yeah. Paul Atreides likes Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, he told me. And uh, he also says that he wants to moonwalk on the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you want the fell dog as... as... I want the fell dog as Harkonnen, bro. Oh, okay. I want to see the fell dog in a fat suit coming out of a fucking vat of oil. <laughs> see, I can see him as Duncan Idaho. No, I want yeah. the fell dog as Harkonnen, dude. I want him coming out, and I want him to... I want him to come out to the song Billy Jean from Jackson. <laughs> Do you want him with Sting or the new one? Uh, with Sting. There's no Ray, new Ray-Van in the new one yet. They haven't brought him in. So... 100%. And even though I don't care who they get for Ray Van in the second one, motherfucking Sting. <laughs> no, uh, 
but can we can we get somebody else for this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you don't like it? Uh, no. Do you like the movie more than the book? Or? Um, like I said, I like the Dune movie as a David Lynch movie. Okay. But I don't like it as an adaptation. Like it's it's a David Lynch. I, I'll watch anything David Lynch. Yeah. But like he it has not aged well though. Oh no. That movie is not not. It's uh, not like Blue Velvet. It's not like uh, even um. But I like the weirdness he threw into it though. Well, it was like if Star Wars was fucking Eraserhead. Because all that's all this Dune movie was. Like the only thing that was David Lynch out of like the David Lynch movie was just the navigators when they wheeled them out. Well, no, they do that weird close-up on where he has that thing where there's sounds. Oh, and he yeah, closes yeah. in. The, he he does the inlays and overlays. I like the input of like the Princess Orlon. Where they, like, yeah, they like, do. This is the year two thousand whatever. Oh, and they said spice like fifty times in five spice. minutes. Spice, <laughs> the spice must flow. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, I, it's such a hard adaptation to do from that book. But I think the new one did a really good job. But again, it's like without giving too much exposition, like it's so hard to do. No, know? and I and I, but there's so much to fucking fit. Like yeah, that was my beef with like. Here's my beef with like Lord of the Rings. What do you think of the spaceships in, in this one? They're all right. The fucking spaceships. Is uh, this what Stargate is like? Is this Stargate? Is this what Stargate is like? Now, have you not seen Stargate? I'm not playing Stargate. The first one, the original one. Yeah, the original. Oh fuck you! Cancel everything. We're watching that next week. Next week, Stargate. Stargate. It's we, we, we it is it fucking the, rad. It is so cool. We can put it on the list. No, it's it going is, next week. It is not. We're next, watching it now. We are not watching it now. <laughs> uh, we can put it on. The, is it just start? It, it is. So if you think Dune is great, fuck it. Wait till you see fucking Stargate. No, it's not the same. Uh, but it's a fun movie. It's. I think they're, like on it. a, they're on a fucking desert planet too, aren't they? They aren't. Well, maybe. We'll, we'll find, find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listened to the Debbie Harry biography. Debbie Harry. Blondie. Oh, okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, I read a book about writing that Chuck Palahniuk doing writing. Hold on, go back to the Blondie book. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, any tidbits? Any great little like? Um, she did a lot more acting than I thought she did. Uh huh. Um, does she, it get risque? Does she like drop some like big old bombs? Like she bang like. Um, like punk, celebrities. Um, uh, like what's oh god, one of the punk artists she did before uh, she was with Chris Stein, like nobody big. Yeah. No, she was with Chris Stein most of the time. She was in Blondie uh-huh. until like the early '80s, and then she just kind of does what she wants to do. Like I think she's kind of dated people here or there, but nobody really big that she talked about. Okay. Like she dated Chris Stein, the I think he's the guitar. I, I believe he's the guitar player from Blondie, uh-huh. from like around the time they started Blondie till like '83. Okay. Um, I want to go back and check out some of her solo stuff. Because um, she did solo stuff. Because she kind of, she kind of, she kind of takes. When she does solo stuff, is it her as Blondie or is it just? That's what, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Is she considers Blondie like a role? Oh, okay. So, so no, not necessarily. Yeah. Like I'm sure she's remixed some of the Blondie songs and kind of made them in the the fashion. I know she's remixed them with Blondie. Uh huh. Like in the last couple of years, because they do this thing. Like bands do this thing when they want to get their music back, they re-record their songs. 
that why they have ownership of it? They have ownership of it. So Blondie's done it where they've re-recorded their songs. Fear's done it, for the record. Oh, really? Um, TSOL did it. Uh-huh. And so a lot of bands, when they're trying to get their music back, like their hits, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll do it that way. They'll re-record. I, I, I think like the thing will run out, and I think they get the option to redo their songs. Okay. And that's why you see a lot of bands going back and redoing songs. Oh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know that until this. So that was kind of interesting to learn. Oh, you know, it's a, now that you mentioned songs, uh, so I was at uh, Punk in the Park mm-hmm. uh, show. Yeah, so tell me about so, that. So, so, <laughs> so on Sunday, uh, DI's playing. <sighs> Fucking love me some DI. So, Have you ever seen DI live before? No, I haven't. So it was really Fucking cool. great, huh? Yeah, no, they're amazing. But, like, it was... Sunday was such a different vibe than it was Saturday. Well, it's a... Big, it is. I was looking at the lineup for both days. It wasn't, we'll go, it wasn't we'll go. even. It was a little heavy stack on Saturday. And well, so yeah, because people are leaving early on Sunday. They wanted to go home early. I'm gonna pull up the thing and you tell me. We'll talk about the band. Okay, hold on. So let me tell you about Di. So, okay. uh, so like it's you know it's sunny. It's a beautiful day. There's it no. It was a really nice. It looked like it was really no nice. cell service anywhere in the canyon. So like, no, there's not. It's fucking horrible. So, but the thing though, so like they're singing in uh, Richard hung himself. Which is a great song, right? And then there's this punk dad with his little punk daughter, and she's got this, like, tutu, and she's just, like, wearing, like, a Dead Kennedy shirt. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, she's super cute. Like, she had to be, like, three, maybe four. And then she's, like, asking her dad to swing her as they're singing Richard Hung Himself. And then so, like, this swing, he's swinging her, spinning her around, and it's super cute. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. And then, like, the dad gets kind of dizzy, so he puts her down. And then she starts singing that, like, Richard killed himself the other day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I had a thing where she, like, everybody likes all the pop, the popular stuff. Like, uh-huh. The Clash and The Replacements. Which kind of is Richard on himself, but, like, the words aren't as, like... No, no, The Clash aren't that bad. No, but yeah. here's my thing is I... Right now, it's just the hits. Okay. All they need to know is the hits. She's... She's seven or... She's eight... It's gonna be nine in about in a week. Uh-huh. She just needs to know the hits. Right. Um, later, as she gets older, and she discovers, like we listen to, the one album we do listen to all the way through is Blondie's Parallel Lines. Okay. That's my favorite Blondie album, and she likes that. She's starting to like deep cuts off that album because we listen to it a lot. Oh. That's nice. like an album we listen to together all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one's okay. That one's not bad. It's like it, their stuff was more poppy. They were more attitude than they were, like punk rock in their music yeah. like they were more it was like based on from that book she was talking about how essentially it was just like a play on the blonde bombshell yeah like that's i mean clearly that's what it was but that was it was like a parody and all that yeah so that's what she means when she says she plays blondie okay well that makes sense i'm gonna say side note real quick did you find out if that was a dog kennel <laughs> no no no, no, no. not on record, it, I still don't know whether it's Doc Hill. So, okay, so, um, well, okay, so where did you get there on Saturday? What, what was the first band you saw on Saturday? Uh, Jughead's Revenge. Okay. I bought a really cool Jughead's Revenge shirt. I it's, love me some Jughead's Revenge. It's, I, uh, I, it's I, a skater guy with, like, a, his, he's on fire. and then he's They can be Jughead's Revenge again? Because they got sued by Archie. Oh, really? I had, I had no idea about that. They but. got sued by Archie, and then they were called Judd's Revenge for a long time. I do remember that, because that's the one where it had just the guy's face, and then the... Yeah, they uh, just, they, they got... The, re- fe- the Fez. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So it was just, it was Judd's Revenge for years, but they can go back, clearly they can go back to Jughead's Revenge. Yeah, so... So then who else did you see? Did you watch the I saw everybody. So, okay. uh, so, so I didn't see the Raptors. I didn't see Hilltop Rats. Or Chasers. I did see Chasers. Okay. How were they? They were okay. 
Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, they were okay. The last gang I'm very hit or miss with. I was actually kind of cool with them. Um, I think a little more of a chance, but everything I've heard have been kind of hit or miss with. I was kind of cool with them. Like they were, they put on a really good show. Bomb pops, I think I've seen. Um, I, think I've seen yeah. I think I saw them with um, the Addicts years ago. If it's girl singer, girl singer. Actually, I really liked her voice too. No, I saw her with the. If it's who I think it is, I saw them with the Addicts. Yeah. Pulley. Uh, I saw Pulley. Oh, Pulley pulled out. Oh, Pulley didn't play. They didn't play. Oh, I wonder what happened. Uh, I don't know, but they announced it that morning. But oh damn, they had a, a shittier band that like I don't know if you heard of. Who? Uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls. Oh, Voodoo Glow Skulls played. Yeah. They played instead of Pulley. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Dude, with Efren from. Uh, that's the guy from um, uh, uh, Death by Death Stereo. Stereo. Yeah, yeah. That's the singer from Death by Stereo because yeah. they got pissed off at Frank. Oh, but Frank okay. was like a huge like Trump guy and was like being shitty to everybody. Everybody there just hated Trump. It was ridiculous. There was this one guy who had a Trump hat, and they're like, "This piece of shit," and they just like booed him away. And I'm like in the corner, like, "Ugh." <laughs> but uh, but no, they um they got all pissed off at Frank, and Frank quit the band. And they had some stuff that they were still doing, like that stuff, and he uh-huh. wouldn't go back and play. So they got Efren from uh, Death by Stereo to come in and play. And I saw them a few years. We saw them. Oh, did you go? To, did you go to the Rev with me a few years back when I went and saw them? No. With, when we met up with Crystal. I, I haven't seen them. So like, who did I go with? Maybe I just bought the ticket. I thought you went with me to see the Rev. I went to see the Rev with with Jello. But that was a different time. Yeah. There was a time we went when Jello was going to come out and sing with them. Yeah. And they did the same thing with Sandy and the Fly Right Boys, and everybody was getting pissed off because nobody listens to Sandy and the Fly Right Boys. Oh. But he did. He, they were there. They opened that day, that or that night when we saw them. Um, how are the how, Gutter Mouth is always great. Yeah, they were they were, but they were on the um, the small stages. Really? So it was like, it was interesting, but it was it was cool. Um, how was Riverboat? Not a fan. I'm always kind of iffy on this. Yeah, not a fan. But the TSOL. I know you only seen them the one okay, time. Okay, first off. Okay, first oh. off. Maybe I, I know. I saw them. Oh. I saw them. Ugh. Why? What happened? Like what it sounded? No, like I don't mind the the songs anymore. I'm cool with, with yeah. the music. But he had a quick little tap dance of like in, in between songs about. How much he knows about politics, how much he knows about you know, whatever, Jack. and then he's just rambling in between songs. I'm like, dude, that's Jack. Just fucking, I'm over that's it. Just Jack. move on. That's and it's always Jack. And it's just he would not shut the fuck up. I'm like, all right, cool. I need fries, and I went to go get food. <laughs> um, fear was good. I haven't heard Fear with fear. Eric though. Um, not that's bad. It, it, I mean, it wasn't like, I because I I wanted to go on the 29th, but I didn't end up going. It was um. It was whatever. They just played their, like, biggest, like... No, they played the hits, I know. Yeah, and then, but they were, like, on and off. Like, I felt rather quickly. Like, I don't think they did their full set or their full time. I think they were just kind of, like, whatever and then oh. dipped off. But they, they, they weren't bad. I'm always just okay with Lagwagon. I was okay with them, too. Turns out, a lot of fans. Yeah. Tons of fans. I'm like, I okay. should have had you give me a fucking Vandal shirt while you were there. Oh, I was like, they didn't have anything like too spectacular. I know they. Like, I saw they put their Christmas shit up when they. Not, they didn't have it out yet. The picture that I saw had the Christmas shit up. They didn't have it. I don't know where you're looking because I'm there. There's only one merch table, and they they didn't have their Christmas stuff up. Oh, some people bought it already. Yeah, maybe. And then okay, Pennywise I haven't seen in fucking fifteen years. I'm sorry, did we skip the Vandals that quickly? The Vandals oh, were amazing. Oh, did they play Christmas songs in between too, or did they just play like? A, uh, yeah, they did. They uh, moved uh, to the world. Okay, that's the only one they and did. And then, like, that was, like, I think their closer. 
And then, um, uh, Pennywise. Oh, no, wait. Oh, uh, Warren's saying, um, I got a date tonight. That's what they closed with. Oh, okay. Well, he always sings I got a yeah, date. Yeah. And I saw some of it because people were putting videos up. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Um, Pennywise. Fucking rad. So we had to leave in the middle of Pennywise. Why? Um, just because it's only one road in. No, I know. And so, like, we were no, just no, thinking, I've been there. I we, were there all, we were there all day, and then Travis like, we could leave early. Like, it's cool, because like, by the time we get to the car and, like, scoot out, we should it's be like catching. The, it's like going to the bowl. Because you can still hear them, so we could probably just catch the last song as we're just passing by. So it sounds great. Uh, I don't know what they did different, but we got, from the moment we decided to leave the venue to where we got out onto the main street was eight minutes. I'm like, <laughs> all right? Like, but, like, um, somebody moved uh, a, a bunch of cinder blocks over to make our own little path, so we were able to cut, like, the entire line. But, uh, yeah, we listened to half the Pennywise set, which is pretty dope. Do they do covers? They'll do Black Flag covers. Do they do Black Flag covers? Not no? that I heard. I uh, I saw them one year at Grand Prix, and they just did Black Flag covers. They're like, fuck it, we'll do Black Flag covers all day. We don't care. Yeah, that's fucking rad. And Ramones covers and shit like that. It was yeah, That's cool. Uh, yeah, that was Saturday. On Sunday, it was... Um, so you saw D.I. I saw D.I. I got there at D.I. And then you were telling me about your little D.I. story. La yeah. Probesca, I think... La Probesca, I think, was a band that we played with years ago. If it's the same band, I think it is. Which band are you talking about? La Probesca after D.I. The band after D.I. And I don't remember. I don't know how long they've been a band for, but I, it sounds familiar. Uh, no, dude. I watched... Oh, oh, I was looking at that one, so maybe it was on a smaller stage. Yeah, I don't think they were there. Okay. So it was... Um, oh, so I was looking at that one. D.I., then uh, Left Alone. I saw it for I a little bit. I fucking hate Left Alone. I was... Okay, like, this whole day was kind of, like, mad to me because I didn't really care. Death by Serial, man. Uh, they weren't there. They didn't, they didn't play? No. This is the lineup that I have here. So, um, the, uh, I saw Ignite. Ignite's was, actually pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty good. So, oh, Ignite was the guy who, who took over for Jim when he quit Pennywise. Oh, okay. So, they, they, there's an, a Pennywise album, I don't know which one it is, that they recorded with that guy. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That's the, the yeah, Zoli from Ignite yeah, is yeah. who took over for Jim. And there's, I don't know what the name of the album is. Um, it probably came out about 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's the guy who took over. Then I, uh, after that was the Teenage Bottle Rockets. They're kind Teenage of, Bottle Rockets. They're just a Ramones-ish band. They were, I wasn't too thrilled with them. But it was, you know why? Because okay. they're not the queers. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, um, so, Authority Zero. Turns out I fucking love them. I don't think I've ever heard of Authority Zero. Uh, I like them or no? I like them. I, I think you'll like them. Um, they put on a hell of a show. Actually, they were the biggest turnout for people to show. They were yeah, they were in the small uh, stage? stage, and it was jam packed. I mean, it, it was like no one had a bigger crowd than them. Like they should have been at the main stage if that was the crowd, because like the only people I saw bigger than that was Bouncing Souls. But like, I mean, it was just crazy. Like there were so many fucking people. But yeah, I liked them. I liked them a lot. Uh, then I saw Strung Out. Which you was, watch the Dickies? Uh, yeah. Like, but like this is I'm going in order. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. Then I saw Strung Out, and so they were okay. The Dickies were great, but like, it was one of those where it's like, he was just, you know how he is when he's just kind of doing his little thing. Remember the show we went to go see like years ago, and like his inflatable doll fucking started like, like deflating, and he fucking threw it at his assistant and threw the goggles at her too. Yeah. Like it was kind of like he was being a dick like that. So. Oh. Um, then that, the Bouncing Souls which at this point um, I eat something terrible 
and uh, I spent the entire set trying to find a bathroom at an outdoor event, which I was able to find a restroom. Problem was, like, now toilet paper was an issue, and then so I didn't know what to do, so I ended up sneaking backstage, and then I got stuck back there because I didn't want to get caught by security, so I was in the bathroom trying to, like, figure out when I could leave to go back to the thing. But I missed Bouncing Souls completely. I'm going to see him in May with um, the Circle Jerks. Oh, nice. Nice. It's it's uh, seven seconds, the Bouncing Souls and the Circle Jerks. Okay. At the um, Palladium. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, me first in the Gimme Gimme's? Always fun. Always fun. So uh, wait, did, my, did Fat Mike play me first and then play yeah. No Offense after? He played uh, a little bit. He played for like maybe three songs and then for, he dipped out. first? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they had someone just kind of take over on bass? Yeah, and then like he then played it You know, I'm just okay with no effects in general. I was... They were such like a fun band to watch. I've like, never seen them live. I'll they like they, they interact really well with each other. There's a lot of like bullshit like banter between them. But like it was a fun vibe. Like they were like a... They were so happy to be there. You could tell they were all like... They're all friends. Yeah, just, no, no, no. It like just they, seems like a great environment. The songs are awesome, so it was... I'm always hit or miss. Like, I like I like White Trash, Two Heaps, and a Bean, uh-huh. and Punk and Drublick, and that's about as far so as I go. So, uh, they were on stage. They were, like, uh, fixing some, like, retuning a guitar or something or another, but they were telling the story how, like, uh, the guy with the dreads... Um, Eric. Eric. Eric Melvin. Yeah, so he was talking about how... Um, when they were younger, he sold weed to, uh, what's his name, the lead singer's uh, mom. Uh-huh. And then, like, the way she paid him was with the check. So she wrote a check to him. And then, so he's like, cool. So he took off to go deposit it. And then, like, the mom smoked the weed. And he goes, this shit's bunk. I'm going to cancel that check. She goes, you can't cancel the check on Eric. And then, so, like, we, I think he ended up, the mom ended up canceling the check on his ass. Which was a, it was a fun story, but um, yeah, overall it was a cool event. Everybody's super friendly. Um, I was gonna wear my spike jacket to the event on Saturday, but it was like, fucking hot. But it was one of those, oh, dude. It got so cold. Did it really? It got fucking freezing. Cause like as the merch well, I've been around, there for there was, there was tons of just like sweaters for sale. So I'm like, who the Gone. fuck's gonna want a sweater? And then boom, right when sunset, it dropped down to fifty super quick, and people were fucking shivering. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Um, but. Yeah, overall, it was a really fun event. You know, I, I feel okay mostly at punk shows. Like, say, I stay in the back anyway now, anyway. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys go up, or? Uh, we were, I was pretty close to a couple of mosh pits, but, like, nothing on our It wasn't like the queer show where, like, the Nazis were running around. Yeah, we are like, all right, Nazis, have <laughs> yeah. your fun. <laughs> then, okay, uh, skinheads. <laughs> oh, you're hugging each other. Yeah, you figured they'd go bowling, but no one took them bowling. No one took the skinheads bowling. And then, uh... But, uh, you know, it was super cool. And then the second night, I took my spike jacket. Mm-hmm. And then, like, randomly, like, this, like, chick comes up out of the crowd as we're seeing uh, Teenage Bottle Rockets. Mm-hmm. And, like, so she comes up, and she's, I mean, she's super pretty. But, like, she walks up to, like, Trav, and then she says something to him, but it's so loud I can't really hear. And then she fist bumps him, and then she gives him a hug, and she goes, like, later, and sees me. And she goes, hi. And then so I'm wearing my spike jacket, and she hugs me, and she goes, ah, and she undresses me in front of the crowd. And I'm like, what? And then she just goes in for like a really deep hug. And then she just starts to kind of like grind into my chest a little bit. I'm like, and, she's trying to take your jacket. and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm not worried about the jacket at this point. I'm just kind of like, uh, Travis's friend is literally just feeling me up right in front of him. I'm like, this is awkward. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what she's a doctor or, or whatever. You know what I mean? 
And so I'm like trying to be polite, and she's just grinding with me. And then like she's like saying something to me, and then she like gives me a kiss on like the cheek, and then she like fist bumps me, and she goes bye. And I'm like later. And then I pick up my jacket off the ground, and I look at Trav. I'm like, who the fuck was that? He goes, I have no fucking clue. I'm like, oh god damn it. But it was it was the most awkward interaction that night. But like super fun crowd. There was a couple like hits like that were out of, a little bit out of control, and like couple guys like two or three guys like fucking ate it just fucking they're just out of breath or something was going on they were done uh authority zero was like stop the fucking music you cool make fucking path are you cool blah blah, blah. like yeah what's going on security get a medic out here just in case and, da, da, da. and like everybody cleared away picked them up they were fine and then they started right back up again which was super cool because that's when i found out when i got home that there was a fucking huge thing with Travis Scott. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where, like, all these fucking people well, were traveling. this just makes me feel like the old man, because I'm going to a concert tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's... What, what show are you going to tomorrow? Your favorite. Who? Elvis Costello! Uh, uh, that's dude, cool. dude, At uh, Bowl? No, at the uh, SoFi. There's uh, the YouTube theater. Oh, okay. I'm taking the kids and Lisa. Oh, that'll be fun. That uh, Emily's... This is... Emily's second time seeing Elvis Costello. It's child abuse, sir. It's not child abuse. <laughs> uh, no, that's super she's cool. excited. Uh, she's gonna get her. She's gonna probably get herself an Elvis Costello shirt tomorrow too. Oh, nice. But well, yeah. she's got. I pretty much get her a shirt whenever we. I oh, go did she like her. the queer shirt that you got? Oh, her? she loved that queer shirt. It's a dope she shirt. She wore it. Uh, she wore it the next day. Yeah. When I when I brought it home, but yeah, no, she loves that queer shirt. She has so much shit, though, and so she hasn't put them in rotation enough. Oh, so, hold on. So, uh, speaking of queer shirts, I wore my queer shirt on the first day, on Saturday. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, great shirt, great shirt. I got tons of compliments on it. And then, like, this guy is walking with his girlfriend, and he goes, queers. And I'm like, yep. He goes, and he said something snarky on the way out. I didn't hear what he said. But he was luckily within, like, foot range, so I fucking tripped his ass. <laughs> shit. His girlfriend looked at me and just nodded at her, and she was like, okay, picked him up and they took off. But that was pretty funny. Well, it was, um, listen, I, uh, that's the thing, is whenever I go out anywhere, people like my shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's two things that always happen. People like the shirts that I wear, uh -huh. like, it'll be a Tom Waits shirt, or, like, when I was wearing my Big Trouble in Little China shirt on Halloween, uh, like, yeah. my, my costume. Yeah. Someone actually wanted to take a picture of my costume. Oh, that's right. They're like, they're like, are you Jack Burton? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, wait here. I gotta get a camera. <laughs> that's right. Like we went to a house and the guy's like, wait here. That's super. Rad. Don't don't go anywhere. And I'm like, no, no problem, dude. It's cool. And he goes, he comes out and changes my and goes, great costume. And took a picture of my costume. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> and then like some dads were like, Big Trouble in China. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's super cool. The girls, uh, they're the girls. They're like, I try to start a Grisham book. Oh, okay. Which one? The Rainmaker. I don't know that one. The Matt Damon movie. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I want to see the movie because the book just takes forever to get to the fucking plot. Uh, and that's when I started. That's what made me go. It's like, a building intent. A building intent. Yeah. Um, I saw. Uh, oh, what's what's that? Oh, uh, uh, um, the Rainmaker. Yeah. Uh, I got. I'm gonna go back and watch the movie because I needed. I needed it for a character that I'm in, in that book that I'm doing. Okay. But in general, the the book, it, it just there's so much fucking shoe leather. You know what I mean by shoe leather? No. Like where this, uh, where you're, you don't need to know that much about the fucking character at that uh, point. And like, that. 
Yeah, and that's what fucking bothers me about Anne Rice books. Like, uh, they, they, they can you could take a third out of that book, and it's still gonna be an okay book. Yeah, um, I saw The Family on Netflix. Is that the Michelle Pfeiffer Robert De Niro movie? No, it's a documentary about like this like um, group oh, of young that's boys just family. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a group of young men who kind of go into this cult. But they, like, do yard work for, like, senators and, like, in the White House. But it's interesting because as you're, like, watching it, like, it's... This is a guy's real experience of what he went through in this, like, group. But it's, like, the hidden hand of the politics that are moving things around. But they're not... They're not anything, but they are something. And then, like, then they start, like, talking about Jesus and what he's done. And then, like... They talk about the Bible, but it's only what Jesus is doing, and then they're trying to manipulate these like kids to like serve. It's it's a weird thing, like, but it was interesting to watch. I started episode one, I, episode two. I was like, I can't watch this because they do too many like um, dramatizations of what actually happened. No, those are the best. Though. And then it's just like, ah, you ever like, watch the Joe Kendish show? But it turned into this weird thing where they, they had this actual preacher. Like talking about like you know, Hitler had this and blah 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 this and we're better than that because we could do this and you're like what the fuck and it's just like but it's like I guess these real group of people that are radicals that are moving politicians and have like heavy like ties with all these people it's it's interesting they're and they're very much like no 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 it's not about Democrats or Republicans no 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 it's about God but it, they're using that influence to stay out of people's radars but at the same time like connect people's and people of power together it's weird it's called the family i, I only started watching it because it was on the tiktok and they were like talking about how like creepy it was mm-hmm. but it was more like Hey, Jimmy. So next week, we're going to watch a fantastic little wholesome family movie Ooh. called Scarface. Pew, pew, pew. Scarface. Scarface. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at YHBlankThat. Or you can email us at YHBlankThat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.